Hi, friends. It's Aislinn. And Joe. Welcome to season three at our dinner table. And nothing is off limits at our nope. dinner table. So settle in, mm. grab your favorite beverage. And pull up a chair. Because we have a lot to talk about. you know this, but dragonflies are actually the most successful predator on the planet. I did not know that. Their kill rate is better than any of the most successful predator mammals, including humans and guns. <laughs> I recall that backyard TV we did a while back when you watched a dragonfly collide with a wasp. Oh, their dragonflies are magnificent. They uh, are you, and you're seeing them around. Oh God, they're everywhere. I saw a few show on the other day that was amazing. In prehistoric times, they were massive. Most things evolved larger. They've evolved smaller. Now, there's some Them other reptilians. Sharks. Yeah, there's some other... Megalodons. But I don't think there's anything directly the same. Like, a dragonfly is the exact same thing it was as when it was prehistoric. It's just tiny compared to the massive one it used to be. Hello, friends. It is evolution <laughs> time on Dinner Table Talks, and we have evolved. Well, that's because we're... We have evolved. I, I guess that... Yeah, that's a way to look at it. One thing is for sure, our podcast recording studio has shifted and now we look out beautiful windows and so what you caught here at the dinner table is us staring at the window while enjoying a lovely beverage and, and so having when you a, look out the window you see a our beautiful chicken coop yeah the chicken coop is also out there so i expect to see a lot of things besides just dragonflies try not to be distracted uh, I'm really thinking a lot about the transition and the transition into season three. And I listen to a lot of things because, mm -hmm. because I'm a farmer, because mm -hmm. I use my hands. That's the work, most of the work I'm doing, whether I'm outside in the garden doing work or whether I'm inside the house preparing things or making food or drying or separating seeds, whatever. I'm constantly using my hands. And I like to listen to things. I usually have a set of uh, wireless headphones on my head. I actually wear a bonnet when I work now, <laughs> which uh, is getting a lot of traction on TikTok. People like my bonnet. I'm seeing it for the first time yeah. recently, and uh, it is a look. Because I have this bright, bright red dyed hair that I spend a lot of money on, and I also want to protect my face, but I wear headphones. I'm a weirdly tiny person in like strange places, like my ears are teeny tiny, and I cannot wear regular headphones. Earbuds. I have to wear over-the-head headphones. Mm -hmm. So I'm out there in the garden, and I'm listening to all these different things. And I've noticed recently that there are things that fall off very quickly and very easily. Different kinds of podcasts, a book that I don't finish. Some kind of connection is amazing. It's just like I'm not rushing. But the other side of that is that there are things that I will not miss. And yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because I was like, okay, I create content and I want to embody in the content that I create the same sort of attraction that draws me into something that I cannot miss. Agree. It's got everything to do with how will it make my week better? The ones that suck me back in where I can't miss them, it's because I know that listening to that person or listening to those words or listening to whatever it is that's being said there, I don't want to miss it daily or weekly or whatever because it's going to benefit me. And that's what I want for this podcast. I want on Monday morning for people to say, I got to listen. I mean, goodness, there's some things that I listen to. They do it daily. 
and they don't do it on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And, and you, I'm and like, you miss it. so that's what I'm hoping for that people are going, is it, it's Monday. Yeah. Yes. Dinner table talks has popped up on my podcast feed. However, I find it and I got to listen. Yeah, there it is. Yes. I want it. Yes. It's benefiting my life. I love this podcast. I have to hear it's not because it's Joe and Aislinn. It's not the Joe and Aislinn show, although it is the Joe and Aislinn show. But it's not because of that. It's because it benefits your life. At the end of the day, it goes exactly back to last week's episode, which started out season three, which is for me, for you, for us. That's it. This is not only benefiting me, it's been benefiting you, the listener, and it's benefiting all of us because we're just becoming happier, better prepared for the week folks on a Monday morning with a great podcast to listen to. Unanswered questions. I know you've been thinking about it all week, Aislinn. What is a soul-fighting agent? Uh, All week. Listen, I I want you all to know, I don't think about anything but soul-fighting. That's literally all I (laughs) think about all the time. soul-fighting, soul-fighting. That's that last mystery ingredient in the pumpkin pie spice mix that you buy at the grocery store. But soul-fighting agents, if you look at the label of most herbs that you buy at the grocery store, unless they're organic, include soul-fighting agents. There are six sulfiding agents, things you could be eating if you're not looking at that ingredient list. Sulfur dioxide, sodium and potassium metabisulfite, sodium and potassium bisulfite, and sodium sulfite. Now, what do they do? They help prevent spoilage. They help prevent discoloration in foods. Sulfites are a big part of red wine that are added to mm-hmm. the red wine during the fermenting process to boost the f- natural fermenting. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you taught me, I mean, since the very beginning, is your body is better when you eat the cleanest foods. So should these things be avoided? Well, there's a small percentage of the population sensitive to sulfites. You've heard people that can't drink red wine because of the mm-hmm. sulfites. They have to go white instead. It's not something new when we say that at the end of the day, the more you do to preserve anything, no matter whether you're canning your own food and putting it in a pantry. No matter what you do to process or preserve food, it's not exactly what your body was intended to eat. Mm -hmm. The challenge that I find for most people that I communicate with is that most people don't know their bodies well enough to tell you that sulfites in the wine they drink is what's causing them to have a really bad headache the next day. It's not a hangover. But the thing about it is, is that because we haven't begun to really understand the sensitivities of our body and we've been taught to ignore them, this isn't new information. We've been talking about this and it doesn't matter whether we're talking about emotional pain, pain bodies from emotional pain, or whether we're talking about the things that we ingest or breathe or whatever. When you become someone that recognizes what your body feels like when it's well, you know what it feels like when it's not well, and it is a hell of a lot easier to pinpoint things. And that's what I've done for myself that's really made a huge difference in my wellness is that I just started at a much younger age than most people becoming aware of what my body feels like when it's well, so that when my body's not well, I can immediately look into what is causing the problem. Do you think living out here that it will be much easier to stock our spice pantry with our own things? Sure. Is that a function of living out here? Sure. I mean, for one thing, just having more space where I can work Mm -hmm. without being in everybody's way all the time, working through seeds and drying herbs and processing and grinding and all the work that it takes to get something 
that's why we're here. That's why we set up things the way we set them up is so that we can create more access to the cleanest foods we can get a hold of. I almost have two different sections of spices now, the store-bought and the Aislinn prepared. Mm-hmm. When I was putting your stuff up the other day, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, he's a really big dill weed because he's got a lot. He's got like 12 containers of dill. <laughs> I love whether they call it dill weed. What's too. our number one dressing that we like to keep in the refrigerator? Ranch dressing. What's the number one ingredient? Dill. dill. Well, listen, I'll cut you a lot more dill this year because we're going to be here at Baby, it. Baby, you go for it. And the freeze killed all the dill last year mm. early. I think it's funny that they call it dill weed still. Like, to me, that word is still... Like, weed gives it a negative connotation? I, no, it's just like, why did that one become the weed when coriander could be called coriander weed? Ah, <sighs> you know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, we learned that curry powder mm-hmm. is like a garam masala type mixture of powders. It usually has coriander. It usually has turmeric. Mm-hmm. We also learned that there is a plant called the curry plant. And yes, those leaves are used as spices as well, particularly in the Southeast Asian region. It has a very much like a sage taste. But when a recipe calls for, and baby, we're about to get deep into curry. But when a recipe calls for curry powder, mm-hmm. it's not powdered leaves from the curry plant. Mm-hmm. Let's put that tidbit to rest mm-hmm. and move forward knowing that we are speaking of evolution, becoming Matrix-like curry masters. (laughs) When you put your entire kitchen into a series of boxes, (laughs) and then they kind of sit for a day or two before you can get them all unpacked, put your kitchen all together, that really happened in earnest today before we sat down, a little assistance with food is very much appreciated. Yep, and that's one of one of the things my mom really set in to try to do to help with the move. And that was, you know, us going back and forth between the farm and the house, the farm and the house. We're going to cook twice food. A day. Yeah, we're going to cook food here at the farm, so we're going to come over and eat that meal. We did that one night with the girls before we were officially moved in, and then we'll take the leftovers home with us so that I can eat the leftovers for lunch tomorrow and then we'll stay at the house the next night and finish those leftovers. And then the next night, we're actually on the farm. So pimento cheese was made. Shredded pork was made. That became tacos and nachos. There was a broccoli salad that was made. There was cabbage slaw. It was this really easy, a bunch of different types of easy to reheat, reeat. Four short days into the farm adventure, your parents really are paying off. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) No, I mean, she has been... And he has been, but she has been amazing. I know y'all are going to be tired. So I've made mm-hmm. pork nachos. Mm-hmm. Brought the girls out, all five of us together, knowing that tomorrow was the big, big day. Mm-hmm. And that was a wonderful meal. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, you're right, she had snackies, you know, mm-hmm. that snack food, that prepared food, quick and quick and easy. And so mm-hmm. those transition meals have been so helpful you were riding my ass a little bit because I had think I had said very declaratively last week, and the first meal that I cook in the new kitchen will be a curry. Well, let me just add in why I'm riding his ass a little bit about it. It's not because I care. It's because I listen to Joe's declarations often. Mm-hmm. And I knew when you declared mm-hmm. to 
the podcast audience, but also in a different setting to other people, that that wasn't going to happen. That's why I was riding your ass a little bit about it. And the thing about it is, is that right now, I'm not always any, bad. Any, by the way. Right. I just like anybody that like knows Joe. <laughs> ha ha! You're hilarious. Anybody that knows Joe knows that there are big declarations that don't always like come to be. We'll see what happened with the curry in just a little while. Well, at that point, you but were I, on a mission to prove me wrong as much as you could. No, not, not necessarily, because <laughs> that first night, the kitchen was in such disarray. It's not an excuse. You're absolutely correct. I think sometimes I make those declarations to kick myself into gear. <sighs> There's just a lot of work in moving. Right. That's why you don't plan to do a big fancy meal yeah, the yeah, second those, but, night but those after are the kinds you've of been pl- here. We weren't hosting a dinner party. Those are the kinds of plans that can shift and change. But the first night... Can we move past my failure? Was taco? I didn't say you failed. I just was. You were. I, I was just you riding were trying your ass, to ride honey. my well, ass. I was just trying to ride your ass. What are you getting? Upset I get about? to make decisions on when you ride my ass and not when I ride your ass. That's what. But up to I don't me. get to make the decisions all the way. That's fine. So the, no, you don't. Ask every woman in America. Okay, sure. And any woman that doesn't isn't like we're Americans. Yes, yes, are yes, yes, to help. yes. We know our place. We know our place. We know our place. I wanted to cook. I wanted it to be as easy as possible, but certainly sustenance filling. So it was taco night. Taco night. So yeah. easy. Yeah. I got your crunchy taco mm-hmm. shells that mm-hmm. are grain free because I thought that'd be a nice change from a tortilla. Made it. Made up a quick batch of tacos, and I think everybody was happy. Yeah, and we've changed our arrangement up a little bit in terms of where the dinner table happens Mm -hmm. and i like it so much better the four top is actually in the kitchen now and we did that the first night and i really really liked it i did too and i also appreciated yet again having leftovers the next day so i then broke the little shells of the taco up yeah spread them out on a pan made nachos again made nachos Burned myself because I couldn't find the frigging heating pads. Well, that's why I couldn't make the curry. I could not tackle that curry the first night when I didn't know where any of my stainless steel bowls were. Uh-huh. I didn't know where anything was. Yeah, as to be expected. And the thing about tacos, no matter how you look at it, because you had suggested maybe hamburgers, and I was kind of meh. The thing about tacos, and I'm glad you went the direction of tacos, is that that means I'm going to get lettuce and tomatoes and onions. Right, right, and right. listen... I'm trying my hardest to eat vegetables, especially Mm -hmm. during a transition period where meat's easy to cook and have in the fridge and then, you know, beans and cheese and all that. I need vegetables, (laughs) you know. One year ago today. Time What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Well, if you hadn't already figured it out yet, this is a very seasonal podcast. So one year ago today, we released episode two of season two. And it has all the greatest hits in it. Me talking about how I don't like my radio voice, how you and I typically take up all the oxygen in the room when we're having a conversation with almost anybody. (laughs) But we did have a lot of fun creating our current unanswered question stinger. Yeah. That is one of the funniest things that happened in season two, that little thing that we did. Go back a year ago, season two, episode two, it's a fun listen. The meal of the week, a good old-fashioned chicken noodle soup. Mm, that sounds good. It does sound good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And for context, let's just say we spent our fourth night here last night. Like, mm-hmm. that's how new and fresh it mm-hmm. all is. Mm-hmm. But when I was listening to season two, episode two, I was thinking to myself, chicken noodle soup would be really handy right now. Really mm-hmm. good to have around to easily heat up. Yeah, and you can use some of the squash 
mm-hmm. instead of a lot of carrot. So you can Wonderful. use a little bit of squash in it. So you can make it a little seasonal. But listen, babe, my gardens are off the chain already. They're about to explode. I have peppers, tomatoes, mm. squash, mm. pumpkins. Mm. All the herbs are coming on. My flowers are setting. It is getting... I'm so happy we're to know in. we're getting over that summer slump. Mm-hmm. The slump's getting shorter, though. By the, I mean, you know, like I'm getting good at this stuff. Remember last week how it came up that I thought moving is the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. We just did it. Yep. Was and it I, the worst thing ever? Not for me. I set a lot of pre-intentions. And not just did I set the intentions, but I, whatever, I don't remember what the date was, but there was one date where I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm home. It's moving time. Mm -hmm. And it was like two or three weeks before the actual move. Mm -hmm. And I started slowly but surely visioning the move and setting it in motion so that when the time came, it flowed very nicely. And so the morning that the movers showed up. Yeah. I was like, okie dokie, here we go. And Matt and Joey. Yes, Matt and Joey. They were and, great. And, and I, listen, that was the day that I expected to have the anxiety because I, I knew that Joe was going to be like freaking out all day about how long it took the movers because paying by the hour. And, <laughs> and so. How many times did that happen? Five or six. Are you serious? Yes. I wasn't even aware. Yeah. You talked about it all day long. Did I? Yes. Okay, go ahead. And I was then, very and then you were again, again, then you were like so excited to tell me what the end result was whenever you ended up paying at the end of the day. It was yeah. fine. They did a good job. They were really fast. They're doing good. Da, 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 they got know, that whatever. entire house packed up in two hours. But you know why? Because it was all pre kind of. Because I worked my tail off. Mm-hmm. Clean. I kept saying, clean the furniture, clean the furniture, get the furniture out of the way, get everything out of the way of the furniture. Let's get it packed and ready to go. Get it out of the way. Da, 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 you know, whatever. Because I knew that that's when the stress the overwhelm and the anxiety would set in would be that day when there's men trying to move things and there's shit all over the place in the way I've been through this. We're working ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely. It it didn't go down like that at all. I mean, thanks a lot to your hard work. We had worked that weekend prior Labor Day weekend. We had the extra day, a day off Mm -hmm. to be able to really buckle down for the next day, Tuesday, the guys to show up. I never heard Christian death metal before. Oh God, that was pretty funny. Oh. If this music's bothering go, you, we can turn it off. I'm like, I'm fascinated. Did he say that? Yeah. I, 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 crown I, of thorns, crown I, of thorns. I think I made a joke uh-huh. he must have heard. Just because it says Jesus doesn't mean that I feel good. Right. Prior to the move, we had measured up all the major pieces of furniture that we were intending on taking and came over to the new place to put some painting, masking tape down on the yeah. floor, kind of map out where furniture yeah. would go. Where do we want the TV? Do we want the TV in the living room as the focal point of everything that happens in a house or not? The thing is, is that I took it on as my job for the last month. To be ready when it came. Right. Every time I was here working in the garden, before I would leave, I would come over and sit in the room. In the empty house. Uh Uh-huh. After you'd come in and help me with a little bit of the taping and the measuring so that I could get a better idea, I'd be like, yep, that's going to work. Yep, that's going to work. There wasn't, I wouldn't say that there was like drawing on paper, but there was definitely drawing going on inside my brain. Yeah. And last week you asked me about the visioning for the garden outside. Right. That, that I'm creating a space of healing and all right. of that. I think the reason why I couldn't really come up with anything uh, yet. And need, I said this last that's week. Running which before is, you I walk. need the fences. I need the, the, the coop up. I need to see where my boundaries are. I need to see. Right. But I also knew that first I had to get our vision in, how, in yeah. the house. I had to get that started. Once I got the furniture in place... 
I'm telling you, man, my brain has already shifted to the vision outside. It's already beginning to put in place. You have a bed, you have a shower, yeah. you have a place to cook a meal and sit down and eat it. So I have now that that's to out, yeah, now that that's that out of the way, you can really in earnest begin visioning yeah. out yeah. the outside. Yeah, and it has come together. That's I cool. mean, when we sat for dinner in the studio room the other night, my parents had come over as well for our first official invitation of some guests for dinner. It, when we needed the six top instead of the four top. Correct. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "Oh, this room is yeah. great." Wow. We like to entertain. We have had multiple teenagers in our house with friends. Mm-hmm. What I wanted was plenty of room for everyone to find their space and get comfortable, which for me means that the center of our home that everyone passes through isn't where the TV goes. And that's a new concept for me. The TV's in the middle of the living room on the media table or on the wall for as long as I've lived. Well, that's that Gen X raised by boomers situation where I'm like, yeah, the TV doesn't need to be in the center of our life, in the middle of the room. I mean, think about it. Even when you're watching TV and then people are trying to pass through the room that aren't watching the TV you're watching, not only are they encountering the noise, but now they're trying to pass through without interrupting you. Mm Mm-hmm. Being able to tuck it away in basically a media studio room. Right. Where I've got a work table, but we can clean it off and set it real nice for a full six top to come in and eat. We've got a place for the TV where we can close the door. So if Savannah somehow manages to convince any of her city kid friends to come visit her at the farm. I don't think it's going to be that difficult. No, of course it's not. She can literally come in this room, shut the door, turn the TV on. They can play games and do whatever. They can go to the pavilion, they can do, they can come in their room, they can hang out in the TV room, they've just got places to be. I can go run to the other side of the house and escape out the back door without anybody even knowing I exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, your dad came over today, he said, where's Ace? I said, she's outside somewhere. <laughs> My mom was looking he for me to, this morning yeah, too. Yeah, he had to ask you a question about mulch. And I said, we need walkie-talkies. <laughs> I guess the phone is a walkie-talkie. Yeah, my mom, she was like, are you on the porch? She'd sent me a message or whatever. And then I guess I had gone right about the time that she'd come over for the porch. I had gone inside to get some coffee and go to the bathroom or whatever. And so she thought I was on the other porch, walking around the house looking for me. And she's like, my feet are getting wet in the grass. <laughs> so what's the, now the reality compared to the vision? The tape is up off the floor. The furniture's in place. You happy with everything? I'm very happy. I think it looks fantastic. The reality is that I had to remind myself I can eat one bite of the elephant at a time. Sure. We've and repeated that about each of us. Yeah. Over because the, last few the days. thing is, is that, and I said this to Joe yesterday, it's farming season now for me. It's time. And once September hits, I spend a big portion of my time planting, weeding, prepping, planting, re- weeding, prepping. So, in addition to the house that is now ready for everything to be finished, kitchens to be cleaned, things to actually be cleaned well because we've got new insects to deal with that we hadn't, didn't have to deal with in the city. You know, tubs that haven't been run for six like months year, yeah, and they're clogged when we get here. So all the little things that we have to do, but also it's planting season too. Mm-hmm. Well, you were so doing reality, that. Well, you were doing that. You were coming over here almost every day. Right. But it wasn't the same. Uh, of course. It was kind of a slow roll. Right. Doing a little bit here and there. So and now four it's days time. in, four days in, I know you're not settled into any kind of routine that's going to stick. You're evolving and learning as you go, but what is a day in the life now? I I usually, especially this time of year, wake up before sunrise. 
most days I wake up before the alarm, the first alarm, mm -hmm. but not today. I was like, thank God. I slept until the alarm went off. It's that was nice. Saturday. Let me sleep in a little bit. Me and Kaishin, we got to go potty. So I got to grab him, but because the fences are not done, uh -huh. I have to pee, but I don't want him to pee on the floor. So I take him with me to the bathroom and like watch him while I pee. Otherwise, I'm going to have to pee in the grass with him because I got to go so bad. It's farm life. And because we've got the, a door right off where I can literally walk out of our bathroom, right out into the yard and our back porch and into where he goes potty, I drop him off the porch, let him do his morning whistle. Then we go together to the kitchen, pour ourselves a big old glass of water, get the coffee made, and then I go and sit on the screened porch. I sent over that first morning a text to my mom like, I'm sitting on my porch drinking coffee and... You know, because my porch is new, you should come sit and drink coffee with me. So they've been coming over each morning after they get Daily comfortable ritual. and coming over and having a little cup of coffee with me in the I morning. I tip my hat at them as Savannah and I leave for our commute back to the town uh -huh. about 7.40 a.m. That's been working for us. Uh -huh. At the very latest, saying, Mom, I got to go do things. 9 a.m., I got to get myself clothes on, mm -hmm. outside. Before it gets up to 100 degrees. Baby plants to water in the greenhouse. That's the first thing I do. And then I decide which side of the, which garden I'm going to go to, which I start working in the garden. I got several hours of garden time. Depends on the heat of the day, but certainly by noon or one o'clock, I am done outside in the morning. Come back inside, do a load of laundry, wash the dishes from the night before if I hadn't already gotten some of them done during coffee time. Put away a box, wipe something down, mop the floor, mm -hmm. dust something. <laughs> then you start heading home. Now it's six o'clock. If I don't have a volleyball game to go to, I head back outside. I work till sunset. Yeah. At sunset, we sit on the other porch on the other side of the house. Last night, through the mesquite trees from that porch, I get a look at the crescent moon mm -hmm. that is orange mm -hmm. right above the horizon of mm -hmm. the land. And we've got a tank on that side with cows around it yeah, so that you can watch them. The neighbor, you got yeah. something. That gets me thinking about just the lack of light pollution out here uh -huh. and how when we turn off all of our lights, we can just see a huge canopy of stars that we couldn't see in the city. Yep. And then at the very end of the day, I've got this amazing tub that doesn't have a toilet on top of it, practically. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Listen. I know that you guys all heard me give a lot of love to that house. Right. Because we lived there for seven years and we definitely raised some babies up in the house and there was a lot of memories. But there are a lot of things about that house that I do not miss because the design, the redesign work that the, had been done on that house was not good, was not well done. Yeah. Your face when you were taking your luxurious bath was 12, 13 inches away from the toilet lid. Yeah. I had gotten in the habit of like, covering the toilet with towels with a towel yeah, and just, just trying to make it pretend like and then he would have to bring me not in the summertime clearly but in the wintertime bucket loads of hot boiling water just so just i could have a hot water hot bath because i'm a ba I, i'm a bather that is just who i am mm -hmm. it's a part of my nature to take a hot bath and it's just it's so beautiful in there now you know i've been putting fresh flowers and our new shower curtain is all new shower curtain, citrus new towels. and green and gold the newness and... of it is the star of the show even savannah and one of our commutes said i love it 
Mm-hmm. I just wish it was a little closer to my friends. You know, understandably sure. so. When sure. you're 15, about to turn 16, that makes a lot of sense. And that bath time and then the dinner that you've prepared and, and then hitting the hay or as early as I possibly can because mm-hmm. I'm going to be, boom, right up with the sun, sun mm-hmm. again. But I cannot wait until our chickens get here so that that's a part of my morning routine as right. well. A couple of days off. And I know that your plan is once the chickens get here, we kind of get settled in just a little bit longer. It's time to order a bunch of new chickens because we want to get our flock up to 20 or so. Yeah, and I need to get a couple of roosters. That'll be happening. Little ones, That'll little be happening roosters. later this season. I've got a couple of observations. I mean, overflowing because of all of the activity going on. Number one, we don't have the internet yet, hmm. which means there is no television. Right. And so we've been filling our nights with music and conversation. The record player's set up. We've been going through the vinyl. We've been discussing options of getting music to other places in the house. But that has been a bit transformative. To me, it's not the TV that is that big of a deal. It's mm-hmm. the internet. We need our Wi-Fi. We need to no, be able I, to I do... No, I understand, but I'm talking about like, just this I little aspect of it. I need to set my laptop up. Last week during the podcast, I mentioned offhandedly that the house is a perfect distance from your parents' house. We've got some privacy, but there's plenty of place for community. And your mom sent a text to us after listening to the podcast that was beautiful and I think exhibits a big part of her compassionate think about others type of personality. I felt like I was just trying to paint a picture of what the farm looked like, but I think your mom took it as let me give the opportunity right now to let them know that their privacy is important to us and we're not going to be barging in. And I thought it was so nice for her to say, and I immediately replied back, well, I don't want to get into a thing where we're knocking because we just walk into their house when we go. And I'd like to have that openness too. I made the suggestion, come on in unless there's a sock on the doorknob and then maybe you shouldn't. I don't know if everyone found that as hilarious as I did. But, But so far, I hope that they would agree that this has been really, really fun. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned the help that they give with the, for the food and other things. But everywhere I go in this home, I can tell it was built by a person that has built a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And learned a lot as they went. And also knows a lot about maintenance Mm -hmm. and ongoing, whether something will continue to work or not. Sure. And the other side of it is that's so valuable to us, everyone knows. And that is the resourcefulness part of it. Mm -hmm. We're not going to pay for something if we can find something that will do the exact same job without right. buying something new. Oh, I've, I've kept this lumber aside in mm-hmm. a safe place for this new purpose that I didn't even know would right. be coming up when I was saving the lumber. Right. But let's not go buy new lumber. We've got the lumber. Exactly. But I was talking about the little touches in this home that I know he's learned from building theirs mm-hmm. and then building the pavilion. Listen, my dad and I, with the work of the contractors that he hired... And him having to actually put some of my ideas in actual, right. realistic, yeah, he, 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 He's not railroading you into what he wants to do. No. You had all kinds of input, certainly. The design, though, the, the things that came out where people are like, wow, that came out so good. That ended up being so good. We did that. My mm-hmm. dad and I did that. Mm-hmm. We sat stood in the room and talked and talked and then he'd go away and then he'd come back and he'd be like, I think this. And I'd be like, you know what? That's great. What about this? Ooh, that's a good, okay, let's try that. And that worked really, really well. And so that makes, those are those little touches too. Well, let me tell you about a couple of touches. 
at the old house in the city, you had your trash can and your recycling can Mm -hmm. inside the kitchen pantry, whatever, wherever your trash can goes. Mm -hmm. Here, Mm -hmm. it's a roll-out trash can tucked away into Mm -hmm. one of the cabinets. The trash cans aren't a focus point Mm -hmm. in any place in the kitchen. Lovely. Yep. Our kitchen sink faucet. Oh, yeah. It's like a professional kitchen one. Exactly. Me being out here for a year and having to use some of their spaces to like wash and prep and he saw some of that stuff too. I kept saying that this house is a working house. So in the kitchen, when we cook, Mm -hmm. we're working. Yeah. I know this might sound strange to other people, but the faucet in the kitchen sink and the kitchen sink and the size of the kitchen sink, can I wash my dog in this sink? Can I, you know, wash the vegetables off in this sink? When your lifestyle is a business, basically, yeah, everything in your home is a part of that as well. And that's a great thing about having a contractor that understands that same lifestyle. We've talked about the pavilion. This is where you throw your farm-to-table dinners, your upcoming long lunch, where you're going to talk all about tromboncino squash. Yes, and I've got a few tickets left. So if you guys want to come, it's on September the 29th. Definitely send me a message and let's get you a ticket. It's basically a commercial kitchen inside that pavilion. And he bought for it a gas stove. Now, our previous home, what we just came from, was my first gas stove. And I loved cooking Mm -hmm. with gas. I hope I never have to not cook with a gas stove top. And so he was so happy with that gas stove that he made the suggestion that the gas stove here be the second one. But the difference in the 20-year-old gas stove that we were using and this brand new state-of-the-art, honey, we're a professional kitchen now. (laughs) The island that was built over the last couple of weeks with the big space and all of the drawers and places to take photographs properly for all of the social media, for dinner table talks and the other things that you do. I cannot wait to get that kitchen fully put together and using it the way we intend. That gas stove is incredible. Yeah. Something. (laughs) But one of the things that your mom's text about the privacy and just that they want this to be as great for us as it can be while it's great for them. I'm sure there's been a little bit of nervousness between all four adults Not about you being here, but about me being here. Like, how would it all mesh together when it's not just a quick visit for a meal or a dinner out together, but living together? Mm -hmm. So last night when your folks came over after they had gone out, I said, hey, we're on the porch. Come on in. And they came over and we were having a great time. Savannah was out there and you disappeared. (laughs) That's because I get up with the sunrise. Yeah, but that's also just like even like at a party, like you'll just disappear. Yeah. It's not a big grand goodbye, just I walked with your dad back over to his place. And I wanted to give him a nice thank you because he had hung during the day yesterday a light fixture Mm -hmm. over the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. I shook his hand. And then he started, I'm going to call it a pop-pop powwow, where he wanted to talk about maybe changing some of the fence line. Mm -hmm. Not the new fence that we're building, but the other lines that already exist, which is a little more safe for the dog. But it was just a fantastic conversation of two smart people coming up with solutions. And and if you weren't asleep, I would have come in and told you, you know, I just had the best talk with your dad about how we're going to fix this, this, and this. Share the labor, share the resources. It's, um, I feel really, really good Mm -hmm. about it all. I've been planning this moment Mm -hmm. for the last decade of my life without even really knowing it. 
How's it feel so far? Four days in. Fantastic. I'm now thinking to myself, well, here's the thing. I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking to myself because I'm going to eat one bite of the elephant at a time. Okay. New season, baby. We have to have a new food challenge. (laughs) And it wasn't the first meal that I cooked. It was the second meal that I cooked. And what a difference 24 hours made when you find all of your tools. Now, they may not exactly be in the exact same spot. You even said, I'm not doing the kitchen, Joe. You're doing the kitchen. I helped. No, no. I was going to say, I went to work during the day. I came home and there was things in drawers and things were cleaned. But... I pulled everything out of the pantry today that had kind of been shoved in there. I had to do the same thing with my closet. I shoved everything in my closet so that I could shut the door. And then yet last night, I took everything out and put it back in in order. When you're standing at the stovetop, where do you find the oven pads? Those kinds of questions. You know what? I don't like that drawer after all. Let me try this drawer. Where does the silverware go? Mm-hmm. Maybe here. No, no, hold on. No, it makes more sense to put them by the dishes. But to tackle a challenge... You want to know where every single tool is. And once I got them in place, it was time for the curry challenge. So we got there eventually. And it was only one day later, ladies and gentlemen. So he did a really good job. I picked Savannah up from school. I said, we're going to go somewhere. It's a surprise. It ended up being the Asian market. Mm-hmm. This is the surprise. Once we got inside, she was reminded how much she enjoys the Asian market, and she came home with a bunch of different uh, delectable Asian cookies and whatnot. But I went there specifically to find Penang curry paste. Mm-hmm. During the curry challenge, I will make my own curry paste, but the first meal in the challenge, night two of the new house, no. Mm-hmm. Our grocery store carries three or four different types of curry pastes. Pre-made pastes, there's a red, a green, there's a Penang. But our grocery store didn't carry the Penang. I knew it had to go to the Asian market. I'm going to post a photograph of the curry paste section of the Asian market compared to our grocery store. There might be 50, 60 Uh, different kinds. That makes sense. Including Penang. Uh Uh-huh. Pick up my Penang paste, head on home, knowing it's time to cook. Kind of coincidentally, that day you said, I just harvested some bell peppers. Mm-hmm. I kept texting you, I saw some ginger. Can you put your eyeballs on it? Mm-hmm. I saw some, I saw our big <laughs> bag of rice. Can you please make sure that it's, you can find it? Then your mom, this is another fantastic part of all of this. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm headed to the store. Anybody need anything? Now, I know I'm going to the Asian market, but you're going to the grocery store. Can you pick me up some coconut milk? Can you pick up some fish sauce? And by the way, you guys are invited for dinner. Mm-hmm. So I get home. She says, I'm going to make the rice if that's okay. More than okay with me. I'm going to mm-hmm. make a green salad if that's okay. More than okay for me. Mm-hmm. In her green salad, she included not just lettuce, but some cabbage and some cilantro mm-hmm. and a, like an Asian kind of inspired mm-hmm. dressing. Mm-hmm. A little bit of kale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell me what's wrong with any of this, Aislinn. Mm. It's it's help getting like these dinner table talk mm-hmm. meals together and going. I'm so looking forward to that. And then she threw in another interesting thing that added another component to our curry challenge. My brother and his wife, who have just recently moved, they were actually living in this home before we moved in, renovated it. So it's been a solid year at this point. But when she moved or when they moved, They had to take the cooking on themselves because all those years, their son was really young and they both work full time. So my mom was doing a lot of the cooking for them. Mm -hmm. And so now uh, my brother's wife, she has been actively learning. She uses the Instant Pot. My mom's teaching her all the Instant Pot tricks and all that. 
learning how to make things. Mm-hmm. Well, they come, came across some fresh alligator uh-huh. um, needed to be cooked. And that's not unusual for hunters to come across fresh game that needs to be used. Hunters that have friends that are hunter. I mean, all of it. You start to really Fish, trade different kinds hog, of yeah. turkey. I mean, you just, and somebody calls you and says, Hey, I got this thing. You want some? So my brother's like... Yeah, I like, just got some venison done. Why don't we trade? Whatever Exactly. All right. Bring it over. And she made alligator curry. Alligator curry. And he was like, it's so good. He brought some over to my mom so mm-hmm. she could give it a try. Mm-hmm. She actually hadn't actually had a chance to bring it all together, the timing of whatever. So in addition to your curry, she also had heated, reheated up this alligator curry that my sister-in-law made. It was a curry feast, a curry party. I'm so proud of her. I just got to say that. I'm like, she went from not really doing a whole lot of cooking to now making alligator curry in an instant pot. She is awesome. I sliced up your bell peppers. I sliced up your onions in a large kind of saucepan, oil, onions, then bell peppers, garlic, the ginger that you'd spotted, but always in trying to use a little bit of everything that you're bringing out of the garden, I peeled and diced up one of those tromboncino squashes as a surprise ingredient, Uh saute that, then you add your curry paste, and then for this Penang curry, which has a peanut thing, this recipe that I found called for a big blob of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Mix that together, the paste, the peanut butter, and the vegetables. Get it cooked for about a minute. Add in most of your coconut milk. Mm-hmm. Whisk some cornstarch into the remaining coconut milk. Pour that in. Then you put in your raw meats. You can do chicken. Penang curry usually has a beef with it. If you're going to have a meat, you could do tofu. You could mm-hmm. do shrimp. You could do most anything. I decided to do chicken and beef, like a happy family kind of thing where mm-hmm. it's got two different things. Thinly slice some sirloin, chunked up some chicken, throw that in there. It's simmering and cooking in the stew that you're making, mm-hmm. in the gravy you called it last week that you're making. Mm-hmm. When the meat's just about done and the sauce is getting thickened, then you stir in brown sugar, fish sauce, lime juice, and fresh basil that your mom cut right outside her back door. Let that simmer for, I don't know, five minutes while the meat finishes up. Put a little salt and pepper in. Your mom brought over the rice. We poured it over the rice. Two kinds of curry and an amazing Asian salad. Yeah, the tromboncino got me really excited because... I thought it would. Because of that long lunch club thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's a, a simple lunch in that it's soup salad kind of situation. I was thinking... We could make that panang curry Mm -hmm. using the tromboncino squash and serve that as one of the dishes. And I think that that would work really well for folks to learn a new way to use tromboncino squash and to use some other types of winter squash. So I'm pretty excited about that. Because of the distance between our current home Mm -hmm. and our old home, I did not have the occasion to cook for your parents as often as they had the occasion to cook for us. Mm-hmm. So I was a little nervous putting food on the table, especially for the first chapter of a curry challenge. I did not like the Penang curry that I made as well as I did the next night that we had the leftovers when it had a chance to melange overnight in the refrigerator. That second night, I thought it was pretty dang incredible. The first night, it just felt to me like all of these weird flavor, different flavors, the sugar, the fish sauce, the lime juice, the hadn't had a chance to fully incorporate with one another. Possibly, because a curry is not something you do fast. I mean, it's a long cooking session. Yeah. You know, you, you let it 
melange for a while as you, you love to away. use that word but the two curries next to one another i thought were amazing and uh, it was just a beautiful dinner table talk my mom was reading the recipe as we were all sitting there talking she was reading the recipe that marlena had used for the alligator curry mm-hmm. garam masala and turmeric and all this stuff and i was th- i thought in, in my head oh she bought all of those spices she said later that Marlena said, I guess I'm going to have to put curry in our rotation because I bought all the spices to make this stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, yes, exactly. And so I love that. That's the thing. Go out and buy those spices. Don't be afraid to try this thing and to buy spices you've never used before. But then say to yourself, got the spices now. So what other things can I use these spices for? You said that it wasn't quite spicy enough. Oh for yeah. You. That, listen, I did not have, I don't, I didn't have the same complaints that you and Savannah had about the curry. I thought it was really delicious. It didn't necessarily taste like punning that I'm used to at right. the restaurant, but also I never eat a chicken beef punning from a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I would eat sockeye salmon punning or shrimp punning or tofu punning. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I'm eating. But yeah, the spice was a problem. The way it would have been spicier and more panangi is if I had used more of the paste. I went conservative on purpose this first time out. I won't do that next time. I'm going to add a little bit more. That's where you're going to get more spice and more maybe of that panang flavor Mm -hmm. that you come to expect when you order at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Great first outing. We'll post the recipe on our social media. I think the curry challenge is off to a fantastic start. And we explored this time kind of Southeast Asian curry. Mm. Well, hey, while we're in this intellectual vibe, why don't you kick over a question we can deep dive into? I've got nothing prepared. I've got no cards in front of me to pull from. I've got no... Myers-Briggs questions to pull from. I have a simple question that you don't know is coming. What's the first thing that needs to be bought for the new house that is A, under $50, and B, over $100? I'm going to pull out my phone. I have a really long list. Oh, you're keeping a list, are you? Of course I am. Yeah, go to your list and tell me what the first one is for those two categories. Shower curtain for the girls' bathroom. Okay. Under $50. They have a liner now. You could also do a birdhouse. That's under $50. Casters for our bed so they don't make mark. It doesn't make marks on the floor. Okay, I've got those. I just need to put them on. Savannah's fan in her bedroom? That would probably be over $100. She needs a new ceiling fan because the light fixture on there is not what it needs to be. Butcher block rolling paper for the kitchen so we can write notes. Okay, describe that because I'm really excited about that one. Well, they make these things where you attach a roller on the wall and you put a big piece of like butcher paper a roll yeah and then you pull it down and you can write on it and then you leave it but then you could also tear the paper off throw it away so it's like having a whiteboard but if you accidentally mark on the whiteboard with a magic marker (laughs) it doesn't stay forever like asparagus our teenager it wasn't just that like i did it once where it was literally like a list of groceries but the kids did it and it was like weird words about whatever weird things they were writing about and i was just like ding dong might have been on like there forever yeah. Cortland is a ding dong never went away there you, you know go. <laughs> uh for me uh at probably under 50 dollars, it is the light in the kitchen the last light that needs uh, a yeah for under 50 and for over a hundred like the dog needs new beds you know i mean there's just like so much little things 
But in keeping with the idea of eating that elephant one bite at a time and seeing what we've done already, honey, I couldn't be happier. Season three is going to be incredible. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't know whether these are over 100 or what, but I want wooden bar stools for the kitchen. Yes. And then metal bar stools for my greenhouse and my potting porch. You're right. Wait a minute. Did I say pot porch or potting porch? I've been planning this moment Mm -hmm. for the last decade of my life. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dinner Table Talks. We will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. In the meantime... Hit us up on social media, send us an email, DM us, whatever. We want to hear from you. And we hope that you're enjoying the episodes as much as we enjoy creating them for you.